Welcome to the Boom or Bust NRL Fantasy Podcast 2023. If you like what you hear today, make sure to follow us at Boom or Bust NRL on Facebook and Instagram and subscribe to the podcast. Welcome to our Round 11 Team List Tuesday podcast. I'm your host, Stuart Lord, and tonight I'm joined by Anthony Brown, our resident super sub. How are you going, Ant? Good, Stu. Sounds like you've got your own injury crisis on your hands here. I certainly do. All my hosts are gone. One's got work. The other one's got family commitments. You know, I if I was uh, if I was at St George at the moment, I think the team didn't love me. It's like it's like their uh, finals last year, their, their end of year event when no one showed up. Oh, don't don't remind me, God. <laughs> <laughs> oh, everyone's on holidays or something. Anyway, mate, look, let's talk about this week. How'd you go? I, I heard you cracked out a big one. Yeah, on the recount, I got um, 1,009 points. I think that's my first 1,000 for the year. Um, and that put me at a rank uh 9,541. Nowhere near as good as yours, though, Stu. How did you go this week? Oh, look, I'm, my consistency is good. It's letting me down a little bit, but uh, 971, so I moved up a few spots to 207. So it looks like about 930 was a bit of a pass score this week for shuffling up in the top. Do we know what the top uh, score was this week? Oh, top score would have been 1,100 somewhere. There were a few big okay. scores this week if you had the right combo of players. Damn, that's okay. Awesome. Yep. So, uh, yeah, there's, there's some very, very big numbers out there. Anyway, look, let's talk about things we got wrong for last week. Now, last week, I yeeted Matt and Burton for Mitchell Moses and ended up getting a Mitchell Moses HIA, which is a bit of a shame there. I'm going to have to wear it this week because really the only other guy you want to buy is Sean Johnson, and Sean Johnson has to buy next week. So I'm burning an extra trade to bring an SJ and then not have a half for next week. So I'm just going to wear it like a man. What about you, Ant? Uh, anything got wrong last week? Uh, no, actually, I don't think I got anything wrong. I did one trade from Sloan to Buller, and it turned out to be the right <laughs> thing. With, I think Sloan got a 10 and Buller got a 43, so... <laughs> made a lot of cash and a lot of points out of it. So you did that. That's like a seventy grand turnaround on a single trade, mate. Because the Sloan lost thirty and Buller gained forty. So yep, beautiful work. Look, I was just hedging my bets. Like if the Dragons won, that's good. You know, for me, I'm a happy man. But if they lost, at least I did well in fantasy, right? <laughs> that's right. Exactly. Sometimes I hedge against my own team exactly like that. So. We'll, we'll be seeing because I've got a bunch of uh, Panthers and Roosters players this week, so I don't even know who I'm going to be cheering for. Close <laughs> yeah. game. Yeah, that's it. Exactly right. Close game. Everyone gets 100. All right, let's talk about leagues real quick. So in the Boomer Bust overall, Green Schist Hooligans is still coming second overall. So I got just below 1,000 this week, but still held that position. Well done. In my cast mode head-to-head, Tom Conway, he cracked the 1,000 as well. 1,021. Well done, mate. Uh, we also have Mitch's competitive uh, head-to-head league one. Not sure what's happening there, but in head-to-head league two, uh, down the middle, Dan, 1,001, head-to-head league one. Uh, we will announce the positions next week. Uh, Nick's newbie mode, Tukey's Angels, 1,002. Huge numbers there. We're going to have to check these teams next year, Ian. There's, like, there's people sneaking in really good size in there. I was going to say, that's not a newbie's but A thousand points, that's like beating <laughs> that's beating most people. That's it, exactly. I think I'm going to have to say no players in the top 10,000 for the newbie race <laughs> next year. 
uh, and Mergen's Mustangs, 943 in Newbie Mode number two. Well done, mate. Nice job. Excellent. And look, guys, this Magic Round was actually pretty good this year for injuries, unlike a couple of years ago, which saw the end of Ryan Pappenhausen's uh, firing neurons after he got wiped out by Philly Mayono. Uh, this this year, it looks like there's not too many. So Brandon Smith, he's been named this week. Mitch Moses got a Cat 1 HIA along with Egan Books, Butcher, Jackson Ford. Uh, Kurt Capel looks like a grade 2 HIA, so he is available and has been named. Uh, only other things that happened this week, uh, John Bateman has also been named. He had a bit of a hammy strain. Surprising to see that he's back this week, but we'll wait and see. Uh, e- Ewan Aiken did suffer that hammy injury halfway through the game. So he will be at two to three weeks, but they got the bye this week, so we're really not sure when we'll see you and Aiken again. Kirk Catewell, uh, we've talked about. Jake Dvorovich, obviously, calf four weeks, which you we know about. And AJ Brimson, we just conf- confirmation that he's two to four weeks on the hammy, which we didn't know at the time of the recording of the last podcast. So he should be back round 14. So, and in the naughty corner, there's fines only. So it's been a really quick start to wow. this podcast. Yeah. That's a definite difference from when they did that crackdown last Magic Round, wasn't it? That's it. Was it? I think it was two years ago that they did yeah. the super crackdown. That's right. And yeah. there was like a thousand people sent off. I remember it because that's when Bowie Man, like you said, clapped Pappenhausen, didn't he? He did. Yeah, Pappenhausen was out for like eight rounds from that HA. That was nasty. You, you missed... Um, <clears throat> there's one player, probably not fantasy relevant anymore, but Bowie Man, I know he's got double hip surgery. Oh, yes. Gone. That's Not it. Not that he was but like, I, I, we were wondering where he kind of went, dropped off the map. I mean, he couldn't even crack first grade, so who cares? But yeah, double hip surgery. That's really bad. That is it. And yeah, it's just seriously what these guys put themselves through, right, Ant? Like, yeah, exactly. Huge effort there, like, uh, that he's, he's going through. So, so that'll be huge. So, look, let's get to the first game. Uh, should actually be a good one. For once, the Broncos aren't on Friday. They're instead ruining my TV screen on Thursday. Uh, so we have the Storm versus the Broncos. So, look, it's pretty quick for this one. Storm's got the same 17. Uh, that's it. Apart from maybe Tui Kamakamitha might come in late, who's named in reserves. And for the Broncos, no other changes again. And nothing in reserves, which strikes out to me either. So very simple there. So and. Talk to me about Payne Haas. He got a 50, but I think he went off a little early because they were doing so well. What are we doing with Payne Haas? Well, if you've got him, I would just say hang on to him. He's, I reckon he could be a keeper for the rest of the year. Um, I mean, if you want to be clever around the Origin Imperium, sell him off, make some cash and buy someone a bit cheaper and then bring him back into your team later, you can do that. But it's not really panic stations. Like you said, I, I suspected when they were like, I think he came off in the 60th. Or 65th minute they were doing so well it's like there's no way they'll bring him back on mm. um so those who don't have him try and find a way to bring him into your team um as we can see a lot of the locks and props are making big big points this year as opposed to say our wing fullbacks um so that kind of kind of balanced out those losses to so try and get him into your team um the next guy i had was a uh, patty carrigan 52 um so i was discussing this Earlier with Stu before the show um, is what to do with um, Carrigan over the origin period. Um, I'd say 
Right now, if you've got him, just continue to hold, but he'd be a good swap into, say, Tohu, who scores roughly 10 points extra, so around about 60, 64. Um, and then maybe bring him back in a bit later. Um, but Stu, who have you got? Yeah, oh, look, mate, th- I was also thinking that you could you could push him over to a guy like uh, Jerry Tarpane. I know that uh, Tarpane's fallen a little bit out of favour, but um, oh, yeah. he's, he's also dropped to around the same price there, pushing out very similar scores. And the schedule's just a lot more favourable to you. And obviously, as New Zealander, not playing Origin. Round 13. That's true. That's but, true. I think we'll talk about Tarpany a bit later, because I think with Papa Lee playing Origin, he might take up a bit more of that tackling in the middle. Let's um, hope. Yeah, but we'll talk about that later. That's it. All right, let's start with Reese Walsh. So 57, he returned to form. Uh, returned to his attacking stats, try assist, run meters, uh, line break assists, line breaks. So... Up to his attacking best here. Now, depending on what sort of Storm team turns up next week, if it's the team that turned up last week against Souths, uh, Reese Wall should have a very good week, but we'll wait and see because if they stiffen up a little bit, you've noticed that teams with stiffer defense are the ones that hurt Reese Walsh's uh, capabilities. So, really, it's a week to week proposition for Reese. Uh, Would against- you say he's a flat track bully? Like, he just stands up bad teams, but when a good team comes up, oh, he can suffer a little bit. Well, the Broncos are doing well this year, and part of it is due to Reese Walsh. He's adding a little bit yep. of attack, so he's not a full flat-track bully, but he is one of those guys who is attacking stat-reliant. He's not a base stats guy. He won't push out yeah. a 40 without all of those points around him. So you just you just got to be careful, but the answer is hold him, and unless he gets picked for origin, just continue holding him and play him all the way through. Because uh, the Broncos' buy schedule is very favourable for them right up until about round 16. The other guy that we want to look at, just I'll bang through real Melbourne Storm real quick. So Trent Liero is playing real well outside Munster because Munster seems to be the dominant half at the moment. Trent Liero is doing a bunch of tackling and getting a bunch of runs. So enjoy him, play him all the way through to round 12 and then look for an exit. Harry Grant, still the premier hooker to have. And just hold until Origin is just doing better than his competition, Damien Cook and Reese Robson. So he's just a couple of points better than those guys. So continue to hold. And then I would say you can either choose to hold him over the whole period, or I would probably cash down to Reese Robson at round at the end of round twelve, beginning of round thirteen. Cam Munster still top five half. He'd like his price to drop. He's still priced in the mid eight hundreds. Uh Okay, so we got here uh, Jerome Hughes. So Jerome Hughes, look, I think I'm just going to wipe him out for the rest of the year, Ian. Yeah. Because he's just in my do not discuss column because it's just, it seems this year, we're just not going to see 2021 Jerome Hughes again. What are you thinking? Yeah, it's surprising. It's just been a bit of a non-factor. I'm just not sure what it is. Maybe it's just the storm haven't really clicked or it's monster coming in and out of the team. It's... Yeah, it's really interesting because, like you said, 2021, people were frothing over him. Um, he was punching out big scores as well. I, was like, I think it was near the back end of the season as well. Um, he was making team most teams like like a good keeper, I would say. But, yeah, probably just leave him for now. <laughs> That's it. Look, if something happened to Cam Munster, that would obviously change the discussion that we were having. But until something significantly changes for his role, yeah, we're, we're going to call time on him. When was he playing for his contract, signing for his contract? Was that last year? I think so. But also, mm. I think I think Munster 
Munster had that uptick last year where he was he was off the grog. So obviously he was oh, very dominant yeah, okay. last year. Yeah, and and he right. kind of brought that over this year. And Hughes, the Storm aren't doing quite as well as they have been previously for attacking, which means he's just he, – he very much plays like a 5'8", even though he's got the number 7 on his back. Yeah. So loves a bit of a run. And look, okay. that's what's affecting the form of Eli Katoa. So 25, if you've held him, uh, it's very concerning getting with Hughes getting less ball. So I've got him as a sell this week, or you can hold if you believe that he'll bring it around. I think he will, and so you can hold, but you're probably going to need a couple of bad scores and a bit of a price decline before he turns it around. Because we've seen with Eli Katoa, right? He can push out a 60-plus, right? Yeah, when Storm have a great day, he, he'll, he'll do well. Um, yeah. But I think you guys suggested a couple of weeks ago that uh, when he had the buyer, I think there was a buyer end or he had yes, the, he had the uh, HI the week before. Yeah, that, that was the time to, to get rid of him. Um, but yeah, I, if I, I, I would probably just yeet him. I, I wouldn't take through. Yeah. Uh, if you I'll, don't have a backup, just keep him. That's it. Just hold for now. I, I reckon he's a quality player. I'll turn it around. He's just his flaws, unfortunately, not as high as we'd like him to be. And look, that's pretty much the end of the relevant players here. Uh, I know a few people are talking about talking about Nelson Asafa Solomona. Yeah, oh. uh, it's well, look. He looks really good when he plays on an edge end, doesn't he? Like, oh, yeah, because there's no one bigger than him. That's it. huge. Yeah, you put him one on one with the halfback. He's going to have a good week, right? It's ugly to watch. It's like a grown man manhandling a child. <laughs> <laughs> but unfortunately, the, the downside of this obviously is that when he's playing in the middle around those guys who can tackle a little bit better, he does get pumped a little bit more. So he got a 42 and 48 minutes last week, no offloads, uh, no major attacking stats. So for me, I know a few people have been talking about, oh, we should get onto Nelson. I'm very much of the... Yeah, don't get onto him. A bit of a tougher draw. So he's got the Broncos. He's got the Dolphins, who are pretty good on the edges and in the middle. Um, and then the bye. So for me, I would avoid it for now. The um, the uh, I'd prefer a play, which we're going to talk about in a little while, but I'd still wait a week or two for him. Uh, apart from that, I'm just having a look through the squad. I don't think there's anyone really significant. Adam Reynolds, just hold. You know, you knew what you're buying when you go. Who have you got winning this one, Ant? Um, I don't think you can really fade the Broncos. I got them by 12. Yeah, 12. 12. I've gone the other way in this one. I'm thinking the Storm, they might get a bit of a G up from the coach this week. So, and they're down oh. in Melbourne. So a bit of cold weather football. So I'm hoping that the Storm can get up, which is, I don't know, I'm in a weird world at the moment. I don't even know who to support in this game. I might just watch it on replay. Anyone can beat anyone this year. It's a close comp. Like, I wouldn't put it past them, so... That's true. It it is a real real interesting comp. All right, let's let's talk about get to the interesting comp. The Warriors finally dropped out of the top eight uh, versus the Bulldogs, who we thought were going to have a better year, but haven't. So let's talk about the doggies. Uh, Josh Adakar's returned, which is cool this week. Uh, Declan Casey drops out. Harrison Edwards comes off the bench with Sam Hughes nowhere to be seen at all. So he's he's obviously just dropped straight out of the squad. Uh, possibly injured, I don't know. With the Warriors, uh, Jackson Ford and Edward Cozy uh, both suffered injuries. Uh, with Unfortunately, Jackson Ford suffering what looked to be like a delayed symptom, HIA. Uh, so, Josh Curran moves into the second row. Rocco Berry starts in the centres. Marcelo Montoya shifts to the wing. Ronald Volkman 
returns to play 5-8, very interestingly. Oh, return of the Valkman. It is, with Dylanette Walker to come off the bench. So I might kick us off with this one. First of all, Ronald Volkman, do not buy. Uh, you know, Luke Metcalf, who I believe is probably the better option, is sitting out there and is due to return probably at the stage round 13. So in his return from what was a significant hamstring injury, like the sort where he went over to the US, kind of like Turbo. So we'll wait and see on that one. Uh, I would also say Rocco Berry, don't go to casino on him. He's only in for a week or two, uh, depending on the length of Cozy's injury. And one guy we really got to talk about, Charms Nickel Klockstad. Now, we've had a few, you know, HI-affected games, a few sort of high 20s, low 30s games. What are we thinking of Charms? Um, well, he did punch out a 29. That's well below what he usually gets. I think he gets around higher 30s, 40s. Mm. Um, it's, it's a tough one this year with the wing fullback position because you got your mainstays like Teddy and that not really performing where they should be. Um, but with CNCAD, I just reckon don't panic. Hang on to him if you've got him. It could have been an aberration last week. Um, but yeah, the Panthers are a bit of a... They're tough on fantasy squads, man. Hey, they really are. Like like you said, I think we've got Roosters Penrith this week. So, yeah, it's like anyone is a Roosters supporter and got players that that could really affect your squad. But, um, yeah, I wouldn't throw, throw him away or panic just yet. And maybe if you want to buy him, just wait a little bit longer just to see if this is a continuing trend. Um, yeah. yeah, you definitely want to hold yeah. off this week on a buy because he's got the buy next week. But I'm penciling him in. I'm really hoping for him to be a solid round 13 buy if you don't own him. I'll be honest with you, you I've held him. him. Oh, I did. I've held him. But I'm penciling him for everyone else who needs round 13 players. I He'd do. be pick up I round do. 13. I reckon he turns that break even around this week. Yeah, the what's, what's his price? Was it last time I remember? Four like fifty. Four to four fifty. Okay, that's pretty good. That's pretty good. All right. Yeah, definitely pencil that in. And then yeah. I've got Tohu Harris. Um, got a sixty-four. Um, Played the eighty. Yeah, so I got rid of him when he <laughs> suffered that injury. I just couldn't take it for roller coaster, but I think it paid off for for my squad at least because I've got like the Bellin, etc. Hmm. Um, again, it's one of those hard to say is with Tohu because of the injury cloud. Um, he plays through the Origin period kind of like Tarpany, and as long as he can maintain that fitness, he's probably worth a look again. Um, I would say if you do buy him, make sure you can just you can cover for him with someone, a quality mid. Um, but yeah, if you're looking for someone like to get big scores over round 13, origin period, yeah, definitely worth a look at getting him back into the squad because I think he dropped a bit of cash. He did. Um, he's down to 650. He's one of the oh, few geez, cheap... That's cheap. He's one of the few cheaper exits. If you've been on the Cam Murray train, the pain train, and oh. he dropped another 60 grand last week, uh, he's one of the few guys where you can still cash down. So I like you can make about 100 grand by shifting down to Tohu, but you do miss a game next week. So yeah. a Tohu would really only be what I would call an urgent buy if, I, um, if it's to get rid of Cam Murray. Yeah, definitely. And like I said earlier, Paddy Carrigan, if you've got him, might be a good trade down. He's about 700k, so it's about a 50k yeah. I, bank. I'd, I'd probably still wait if I had Paddy. I reckon wait till round 13. 
because then you know Paddy's yeah. not playing and you know Tohu is playing. So, and you missed that buy. So, you got Paddy's 250s versus Tohu's 160. Exactly. Because Tohu, uh, the best thing about him, mate, he's got a 52 break even this week. Even if he does slap it out of the park, you only got to find an extra 20 grand next week, right? Yeah, I, I imagine the cope if he got injured on round 13 when everyone traded him in. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> it, oh. It'd be like Moses all over again. It's like scores 100, everyone pulls him in and then gets HIA'd. That's what did he get, a 30? 29, bro. 20, there you go. I, I hate it. it. Yep. Who you got, Stu? Okay, so look, look, we've got to talk about SJ. 67 this week. I can't say he's a buy this week because he's got the buy BYE next round, but he has turned that break even around. It looks like if he's going to average close to that 60 mark, he does still have five points of value in him. He's looking like one of the top wing fullback options, enough so that the Tigers looking to buy him next year. No joke. So this is where we're at with where SJ's form is at, and it looks like his body is holding up. So I've officially moved him to a he's a top five wing fullback. Uh, sorry, top five half for this year. Yeah. Yeah, and he's kicking goals. He's he's just he's drinking all the milkshake over there, and whoever he gets as a halves partner will continue to drink that milkshake. So, again, if he gets injured, you just you got to be aware. If he gets injured, but it's the exact the same as everyone else in the same position here. Moses got injured this. So, other guy Adam Fenua Blake. A few guys have been talking him up, guys. He's had three games where he's been playing significantly more minutes due to injury. So 70 minutes, 75 minutes, and 67 minutes. Before that, the longest game he played was 55 minutes, and the shortest game, 41. So, exactly. So he's got the extra time because of injuries, because the squad's just been churning through players, and also because he scored a try against both the Storm and the Panthers. So yeah, that, I was about to say, yeah, he got the try. And then looking at his stats now, you can see there was like, the game he got 80, it was like seven tackle breaks. So that's, like, that's not going to happen all, all the time. <laughs> that's it. So um, looking at that, he is a great player, but I think he is overvalued at 7-7-7. Uh, he's not a buy. Looking real quickly, Preston, if you held on to him, very well done to you. Uh, hold him all the way up until round 13. Enjoy the Bryce Rice. Burton, purgatory scores, but a few options at the moment. So just hold uh, Moses. Uh, I get, only guy I'd trade to at the moment would be SJ O'Cleary. TPJ, 40. Uh, now, TPJ is TPJ. You know that. But he scored 31 in his first stint, and which is very nice. And then he got HI in his second stint before we really got to it. So I, I'd say the TPJ becomes more interesting the more his price drops, right? Yeah. Like, I would hate to gamble. If I gambled at when he first came in for 600 grand, I'd hate that, right? But for 500 yeah. grand, okay, for f- like below 500, like, that's where it becomes interesting, yeah? It's just one of those things, though. Like, I've listened to you guys, like, over the last year or so, and then, like, it, he got, you guys get excited about TPJ, and then he comes and... Slaps you across the face and just does so bad. It's inconsistency, oh, so it's really hard to get excited about him. Oh, it is. He's he's only eighteenth man, and you can't have a six hundred grand guy as eighteenth man, can you? No, you, you can't, can't. leave him in every week. Cannot. So you just got to wait till his price to drop, or for him to really show that he's turned around his ways. Yeah. Yeah, so, I mean, he can do some really stupid things too. It's just like one of those things you're just waiting for it, like a sin bin. Like it's coming. That's true. 
The um, the, actually, the guy that I'm kind of interested in as my 18th man this year, if he doesn't get Origin, is Ponga. I'll be honest with you. It's currently priced at four hundred grand, like three hundred fifty Kalen Ponga with dual player position or something like that. It's coming. It's coming. Oh mate, he's going to join my team. He's in currently my um, draft side, and I'm hurting. It's not stupid though. Well, we'll get to it later, but I think it's not a stupid idea. No, he's he's a great player, and they have to make him work. Adam O'Brien's entire position relies on making his 1.6 friggin' million player work. <laughs> okay, Franklin Peely is the last guy. A few people are talking him up as a smoky option on some of the other podcasts. Hopefully he didn't listen because he got a 15. And, guys, he is a short-minute specialist. You want to wait to see more before he starts playing, especially back from injury. So probably two to three weeks. And, unfortunately, two to three weeks sees us where Luke Thompson rejoins the team. So Franklin Peely, unfortunately, he will not be fantasy relevant, so don't get sucked in. Now, this one, I have... Look, I reckon that the Warriors are going to bounce back from this one. They're going to they're going to post... I've got them winning by some some weird number, like 15 points. You know, maybe they get a field goal at half-time. What about you, Ant? I got them by 12. Would you put money on that 15? No, That's I wouldn't a... put money on that 15. Oh, come on. That's like the hardest number to put money on, dude. Like, like the combinations which make it 15 <laughs> points, right? I, I, I don't reckon there's a game in the last five years that's been like that. Anyway, just just a feeling I got. Yeah, I reckon I reckon something weird's going to happen. You might be right. SJ with a field goal at halftime, for sure. Fair enough. All right. So, mate, okay, we get to the Friday night game, the late game. Now, this one I really want to see. Panthers versus Roosters. What is happening with the Panthers? Yep, so Liam Martin is getting closer to a return from a hamstring injury. But for now, he's been named in the reserves. However, he could find himself back in the side closer to kickoff. Yeah, I'm not sure whether they get him in sort of uh, this week or next week. It might be this week because they start choosing origin sides, right? I don't think they'll pick him for origin, will they? He has had no oh. game time. Well, that's that. Well, that's it. Well, but he's played for Australia there, so I, I reckon they'll, they'll give him a shot. But he he probably does need to play this week. Look fit. You can't pick him up one week in match fitness. Okay, so who would we drop for? Well, no, he's the, he's the current starting right edge. I mean, like in Penrith. To, oh, to make P- way. Penrith, uh, easy. Uh, you move Scotty Sorensen back because he normally plays off the bench and plays middle minutes, and yeah. then you would drop uh, Lindsay Smith off the end. Okay. Yep. That sounds about right there. But who knows? That because that was their bench to start the year and then you just leave Luke Garner in purgatory at nineteen. Sucked in. Uh how about <laughs> <laughs> What's happening at the Roosters? Alrighty, so the Sam Walker saga continues with him suffering in the shadow realm in reserves grade. With Joey Minor and Luke Keery the starting hard paying for the game. Uh, after suffering a grade one concussion against the Cowboys, Egan Butcher will miss the game, and Angus Crichton will start in his place. Ooh, that's, that's interesting. I needed Angus. I'm just going to say here, I need Angus a couple more weeks of dropping coin, like off the bench, because you know he came on obviously last week, got a fifty odd, and really we want like a few more low scores because six hundred K Angus is like the best type of Angus, but you know we might we might have to settle for six. What's the price at now? Yeah, he's currently priced at 700 with a high break event. He started at 800. Oh, 666. So he lost 38 green last week. He's got 65 break even. But you know him. He can punch out 65. 
So he got that late try too, which which bumped up his score. Yeah. It added another 14 points to him. Look, mate, take us away. we got a return of the man, the myth, the legend, that is Billy Smith and his mystical ACL. <laughs> Billy Smith, the 62. Um, so, yeah, Billy Smith's return with a massive score. Could be a good option for those looking for a very cheap centre cover. Um, it's hard to know if this performance is just like, uh, I guess, team dependent, as in Cowboys, um, the side where Billy Smith was attacking was is pretty weak. Um, but there's also that <laughs> always that question mark, I guess, now. And I know Mitch really liked Billy Smith last year, really um, pushed him to get him in our teams. And then he suffered. It was ACL, right? Um, he had a few quiet games, and so we canned him, and then he got injured. Then he got, he yeah. got niggles, then he got dropped, and then he came back, and then he did his ACL one game. Yeah, okay. So I'll probably be looking to potentially bring him in this week, just simply because I'm looking for someone to cover for centre. Um, he's cheap. Punched out a pretty good score, so it's one of those... Yeah. The Roosters love him, bro. Week. Yeah, and he's a big guy. He's tall, long legs. Yeah, that's, long. I think, the issue. So, look, he's one of those guys, you know, just like if you bought TPJ, you may need a second trade to get him out. Yeah, definitely. That's it. Now, Angus Crichton, I know we were talking about him, so what are we thinking? Yeah, so he got 54 this week, and we did mention the price earlier. Um, so he had a high score from playing off the bench um, from a low-scoring rooster side. So he actually had four offloads and two tackle breaks and 19 tackles. Um, so offloads to hand, really good. Uh, so I, you could say stats all around were really good, but, you know, there's base stats of, like, tackling quite low. Um, I would say it's like a wait and see. His price will come down. Like we mentioned, his break-even is quite high still. It's a shame that he's starting this week because I think we would have liked to see him off the bench to really bring that price down further. Mm. Um, he's not tipped to play Origin, is he? Surely not. Uh, we're going to have to see. It really depends. If Lee Mark's fit and depending on Murray, like it really depends here because a couple of injuries, he certainly could. Yeah. Okay. And, and, and you know, he's got an absolute mongrel in him and you know he can play middle, can play edge. So why wouldn't you pick him? Yeah, exactly. If he if he looks match fit, this will be a good test for him, right? Yeah, it will be actually. Um, yeah, definitely. It, he'll probably he play a full game, wouldn't he? They'd try and get him to play the full game. Uh, looking at this side, uh, you got Fletcher Bacon, Satilli. Look, Satilli might take a few minutes off him, but like, we're, yeah. we're still, I'm still thinking sixty plus. Yeah. Awesome. Who have you got, Stu? It looks like the king has returned. Oh, mate, I, that's all I wrote this week. The king is back, Nathan Cleary. <laughs> Prince so, of Benrath. <laughs> so he is. So, look, 92, one of the highest scores that we've seen with no tries attached to his name. So it's absolutely filthy how he scored this as well. So if you have a look at his stats, right? <laughs> I don't <laughs> know how often points. you see 92. Well, yeah, but he got no try assists, no line breaks, one line break assist. No tries. What? Right, for 92, that's it. And eight missed tackles. Yeah, what's going on? How does that math work? The math works because he made 31 tackles. They were running at him all night, right? Three oh. tackle breaks, three offloads to hand, two turnover tackles, which means he's running the ball more. You see that? See the offload to hands? 
and the tackle yep. break. So he's running the ball more. He ran for 156 metres, which is what we love to see. He's trying to get himself in form for Origin. And 600. That's so SJ kicked for 800. Season. Yeah, that's it. So we love what we're seeing here. A kick diffuser where he sort of jumped back and a couple of dropouts. So you can see here he can drink from all of the milkshake. So he's he's why I got in because even though he's had some terrible scores this season, uh, we know that uh, so can Nico now. So I'd have him in your squad. The other one that we're looking at here, especially because we also know that he can crack out that good old 100 like he did against the Seagulls. So the other guy that we're going to look at is Dylan Edwards. So Ooh. 73. Now... I was off Dylan Edwards this season because I hadn't really seen much from him, like to really warrant trying to bring him in, you know, start off at 600k. But this year, he seems to have taken up another level. He's just solid, isn't he? I was just thinking, like, man, it's like, I feel like you just have to have him by the end of the year. For a wing fullback, he's punching out really good, decent scores. Like, you can just see it in his work ethic. Like, he's just hard, runs hard, makes great tackle saves like jeez like let's have I'm just looking at his stats uh, I'm just seeing where those points came from uh, ta- oh, eight tackle breaks jeez yeah so but he seems to do that like especially on, on a lot of kick returns so it's not unrepeatable for him because he just kind of jukes that first player they slide off a calf yeah exactly so or t- fifth tackle plays where he's running fourth or fifth tackle to get a quick play the ball just slips one guy on the way through. So with looking at that, he's a guy who I'm certainly looking to pencil in round 14 because he's got that perfect um, buy schedule. Uh, covers Won't play Origin unless a number of other players in front of him go down because I imagine that Latrell will probably be the next fullback at Origin. Yeah. So with, you know, Turbo, Turbo natively be the best, the next best option, but he's just not fit at the moment. So with that in mind... I would say, uh, yeah, Dylan Edwards looked to pencil him in. I'm hoping he's got a couple of quiet weeks so I can pick him up for a little bit of a discount. Uh, the That's it. Okay, the real quick, Zach Hosking. So he had huge involvement. So he did get a rest this week, but he's still got a 65. I'm thinking that he could turn into a top five keeper just due to his base uh, statistics that he just continually churns out, which means any attacking stats he gets are just cream on top. So uh, having a look at Hoskins, he got 38 tackles. He ran for 100 metres, so he's actually running hard, unlike some of these other tackle bots. Uh, two offloads, one turnover tackle, and zero demerits for a 65 in 70 minutes. Well, zero demerits helps a lot. It really does. So look, he, and if you look at it, it's a lot of his scores early this year, they've come pretty close to those numbers. So after a couple of quiet games in tough conditions... He really has shown that he's turned it around. Having a look as well, uh, the last guy we really go- I want to talk about, James Fisher-Harris. So we've got to keep an eye on him. It has to take a couple of rounds to get it right from his knee, and he's going to drop a little bit of value. He's currently valued at 650k. So he's another guy I'm looking to you know just chuck a star on, have a watch for him this week, specifically during the game. Because once he passes that eye test and he gets those extra minutes, he's... Um, He's one of those guys who you know, you look through the last couple of years, picks up a ton of minutes over those rounds around Origin. So in this year, it'll be rounds 14 through to 20, like when either the guys are getting rested or when they're not there. So Fisher-Harris, I, I, I don't know whether you've got any interest there, Ant, but 
No, I haven't been keeping my eye on him at all, actually. Um, I think last year, did you bring him into your team last year? Uh, like you did. 21, I did. So just yeah, over the origin was, period. Yeah, that was a good call. Definitely keep an eye out. That, that's, yeah. Okay, I won't miss that one. Yeah, j- okay. j- j- just watch him this week. Watch how he's going, how he's walking around the ball. Once that knee looks good to go, I'm really hoping that it's sort of he just has a couple of mid-40s weeks, drops a little bit more coin, stabilizes, we pick him up round 14, boom, off he goes back up to 700k plus uh, and does well. The last, look, Joey Manu, guys, if you don't have him, stop what you're doing. Work out a way to get Joey Manu in your squad. He's in a side that got trounced. He still found a way to punch out a 50 right in. Like, you've got yeah, to I go to stop what I'm doing to get him. <laughs> i got to stop now, get him. <laughs> oh, okay. I don't well, have him. Oh, I mate. take that risk. Mate, go get him. He's he, You know that he's going to play all the right games because the next time I'm talking about James Desco, he hasn't played ball this year at all. No good scores. Uh, his his break-even has finally turned around. He's now got a break-even at 34. Uh, so he is priced at peak Teddy, but he's, you know he's going to play Origin. So for me, Joey Manu is the buy and the very easy buy there. Man, I don't know how I'm going to get him. I'll figure it out. Sold Jackson oh, for okay. Catch you later. Yeah, I, Move I Jack Bird into the edge. Build it. Oh, no, I need a center cover. Uh, I'll figure it out. <laughs> he is center cover. No, as in, like, I need another one. I oh, gotcha. If you move. Oh, uh, actually, no, that might work. Okay. No, because Lem. Oh, I'll, I'll think about it later. Think Too about it later. Going on. Okay. Yeah. Exactly. But yeah, stop what you're doing. Go get Joey Manu. Look, I've got uh, just off recent form, I've got the uh, Panthers winning this one by 10. Uh, how about you? Uh, I've got them by 12. Nice. Awesome. So hopefully nice tight one. Plenty of fantasy points scored around. All right. Let's get on to the next one real quick. Uh, so we've got the Rabbitohs versus the West Tigers. So I seem to have lost my notes on this one, but by looking quickly at the squads, I'm just going to bring that real quickly up. Look, I'm pretty sure from memory, the West Tigers, John Bateman is fit and good to go. So after being late scratching last week, and for the Rabbitohs, no significant changes either. Squad's the same as last week from their win. But Ant, Isaiah Papali'i. Now he's dropping a bit of coin. What are we thinking about Papali'i? Um, break-even's still pretty high. The last I checked, it was 72. He scored 52 last week. He's still scoring really high considering the team he's on. Mm. Um, price will come down. Um, it's possible the Tigers will turn a small corner. But he's, you know, um, I don't think he's going to be scoring well into that that break even target. So maybe wait a couple more weeks. I think he's definitely someone you should get into your team at some point. Uh, just quality player overall to stick on your. Um, and then you know, if Tigers have a good week, he'll definitely go way above what he usually gets. So that that might start happening as the Tigers start to find a bit of form. Sometimes it only takes a couple of wins. Um, I don't know if this week will be, you know, back to back to back, but like, it's just a confidence thing really. Um, and then the next guy I've got is Buller. He had, uh, 46. Um, so those who picked him up, um, did very well this week. It's a great running game to bring the ball back. Um, also likes to ruck it up on the second of third or fourth, kind of like Dylan Edwards to get that really quick play the ball. Um, and just all effort and if you had um sloan and traded him for bully you did really well something i mentioned earlier on in the podcast so mm. 
if you don't have Buller and you want to cash down to someone, this this is a really good trade. Yeah, he's, he's the best guy under 400k at the moment. Like, it's not even close. So, 100%. I'm not even sure there's anyone else worth buying under 400k. No. Uh, right now, no. No. So, uh, go get Buller as your cash down option. Or, you know, if you've got a bit of money in the bank, get rid of one of those dead trades on your bench. If you're, I know some people out there still carrying Harley Smith Shields, you know, still carrying Tommy oh. Talau, who's, you know, just not performing. You know, they're just carrying this dead weight. You gotta, you gotta cut bait. Uh, like Tommy got, T- Well, look, Tommy Talau, if you stop loaning him, you've got a 16 guy, still gotta break even the 28. Just get rid of him, guys. Don't know what you're doing. Real quickly, um, look, Cam Murray. <sighs> look, he hasn't had the year that we want him to have. We did talk about this beginning of the year that he might be a little bit cooked from a lack of preseason and the fact that Souths is slowly killing him. And the uh, just due to the fact that they play him so much, but also the fact that this year Souths have found that they can run both sides of the ball. They don't have to play through the middle. So a combination of these three things and the fact that Souths have won the last three pretty easily means that Murray's getting a few less minutes. He's being a bit less crisp in his time on the field and he's just not having to make as many runs or tackles so with that in mind guys i think you have to be looking at selling and the way his price is going if he gets another poor score he could be mid-season pickup almost just due to the fact that he is just on such a slide you could pick him up for 700k next week oh my gosh you'd never think that like starting the year everyone would have gone I know a lot of people had Cam Murray to start the year. He just and he had a, quite a few good games, and then I just can't. Not sure when it just started. The slide just started. Like well, he got the ninety where he got those attacking yeah. stats, but the the Souths they kind of got over that hump of terribly tough games. Yeah, and and so he suffered against the Panthers, and then just he's just it looks like he's just a little bit worn. I'll be honest with you. So unlike most of their squads, the Bunnies don't have a buy till round sixteen. Ouch. Yeah, so it's, it's just a bit of a grind for them, unfortunately. And I think on Cam, he's a guy I could really benefit from a week off now. So he's a he's a dead set sell for me because even though he's got a soft game against the Tigers this week, um, he'll be missing round 13 for Origin, reduced minutes round 14. Then he's got the plays the Dragons uh, round 15. So that's, he plays one full game, right, round 15. Then round 16 off Origin, round 17 reduced minutes. So he's got another full game round uh, 18 versus the Warriors. That's two games. Round 19, missing for Origin 3. Round 20, he's got the bye. Will not be playing at all. So in the eight games between round 13 and round 20, he should be playing a proper game twice. Yeah, so go sell. Stop what you're doing. Find an exit for Cam Murray. Uh, Know that Tohu's got the bye next week. So there are some other options out there. There is Jack DeBellin, who's playing well. Uh, there is Corey Hollisborough, who's playing well. There's even Joey Tarpanay, who has dropped a bunch of coin, but seems to be hitting a nice low 50s average. So have a think around. Uh, same as Damien Cook, uh, 41 this week. He's also on a slow si- slide. He's a go chuck a star on uh, Damien Cook because he's been a long-term stud. Again, this beneficiary, this is one thing that South's getting less ball through the middle because Cookie's scores are also down. He's having to do less of the lifting because Cody Walker's stepping up a little bit more. So he just he's his high scores, he just hasn't sort of returned to those heights. So he's actually down 
that 200 grand on his starting price this year. So 213k in. So that's quite a discount, wow. right? <laughs> so yeah, uh, a couple more weeks. Like if he doesn't get picked for Origin one, right? And uh, and the Blues win, I'll be flipping out Damien Cook. Next guy, uh, Latrell Mitchell. So rocks and diamonds after three weeks of slapping out big scores and looking like the wing fullback of the season puts out a 33. He just puts his cue in the rack if his team is doing well. It's probably good for his long-term health, but bad for fantasy owners. Just know that if you buy Latrell, you're buying a guy, you know, beautiful one day, doesn't turn up the next. And uh, Totola, so Junior Totola. So he, we talked about him a few weeks ago as a guy who suffered a few HIAs and other injuries. I think he's still working his way back into form. Only got a 30 there. His breaking is still high. We want to see two good games from him before you buy him. So just wait as his price slowly declines even further because he is a pickup at that point. Uh, we really got to quickly mention, look, David Clemens is still working out. We're still not buying Tigers till after the buy. Uh, <laughs> look, I'm only going to mention this one. Luke Brooks and Brendan Wakem are both playing pretty well. So two games in a row where they're scoring pretty decently for halves. Their prizes have dropped a fair bit, especially for Luke Brooks. I don't know. You can trust that. Can, can you trust that, Ant? No. Nah. No. Nah. No. Nah. So Sorry. It's not, you're not even getting a big discount on Luke Brooks, right? 538K. So... Wake, yeah, Wake is 425. That's pretty good. That's like, it. If you're desperate for a half, like if you really think the Tigers have turned the corner and they've figured out their attack. Mind you, they were playing the Dragons. Want to get ahead of yourself. Break even at 13. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, if you're the, desperate. The only issue is his first, first score this year, right? Absolute first yeah. score we scored over 50. So you want to see one more week? So just wait for that. Because the week before he got 35 with a try against the Panthers. So yeah. uh, we just we just want to see it first. But once we do, we'll be good to go because he's kicking goals. We do like guys who kick goals who are cheap. Yep. 100%. Look, I've got the Rabbitohs winning this one by 26. I think they'll just power them off the park, unfortunately, at home. What have you got, Ian? Rabbits by 16. Sorry, Tigers. Yeah, that's it. Um, enjoy your two wins for the year. <laughs> <laughs> no, they'll win some more. They're actually, they're, they're finally looking like a slightly better squad. Uh, it's funny, I don't want to digress too much, Ant, but it looks like the Tigers, now that they're sort of down on options, they can kind of finally, like, just play the way that they want to. Like, now that not they're not worrying which half do we pick because they've got no other halves, right? It's like, okay. That's a good point, actually. It's like, you're scraping the literal bottom of the bow you just have to make it work that's it yeah. like, like they're putting during buller it's like well because why we don't have anyone else who's working right like everyone else is injured or not performing yeah yeah so. definitely sometimes you just gotta let it gel or marinate for a bit like if you give a good performance and you keep chopping and changing every week like how are you meant to like work out how your spine's gonna be hard that's it we're talking about teams which haven't changed let's get to the next game so Anthony Griffin is pick and stuck with the same squad that he had for last week for the Dragons. Yeah, that'll work. Uh, well, we're going to have to make it work. Uh, that includes probably Ben Hunt moving to Hooker and Zach Lomax being dropped. Uh, same with the Cowboys. Exact same 17. So that's it there. And so easy. We've talked about Tyrell Sloan. He got a 10. Yep. He's dropped 30 grand. What are we doing? I've written sell. <laughs> you can get him or out. Get 
Dragons are in all kinds. Like, if you watch the game, Sloan, there was a moment there where the halftime buzzer went, Sloan had the ball, and he was dancing around and then decided to kick it 10 metres out from his try line with three Tigers players surrounding him. Like, they're, they're panicking, they're trying everything, and somebody who relies on confidence, like Sloan, it sends, like, if the team's down on confidence, he's well down, so... Look, he's up and down too much. If you've got Lone, get rid of him to Buller. That that would probably be your best bet. Yep. And if you own Buller, um, but you need a wing fullback, I'm just having a look at who's available this week, right? Uh, the best of the lot, I'm being completely honest here, right? Like the guys who, if you don't have any cash, oof. Look, Jeez, Joe, not a lot. Joey Suali'i is not good because oh. yeah, he got a 13. Jackson Paulo. Again, it's on a giant slide. Got to break him to 41. Really? Honestly, this week, like out of all the ones that I would probably choose, you probably go around and you go get Kyle Felt for a little bit more cash or you go and you'd actually go and pick up Bailey Simonson. He looked good at center. Yeah. I mean, he, you, he got you a 40 hope... in a team yeah. that lost against the Titans. Yeah, that's pretty good. I mean, you could hope for a revenge game from like the Dragons and they could towel up cowboys but you're just taking a huge oh, risk right like, especially if, if the cowboys are last week turn up <laughs> yeah good, good good luck like jeez that's it only other guy if you had a little bit more cash alex johnson now that he's turned around with his try scoring things for 46k yeah. so he's got a low ownership percentage there but you know that when he gets the good ball right he will rack you up points that's all that's that's all there is this week uh Okay, let's talk about Jaden Sullivan. Alrighty. Um, I, yeah, so he scored two tries, and you would have got a point, racked up points off the two line breaks from those tries. They were both dummies. Um, so that's contributed a lot to that 56. I wouldn't touch him. Um, just simply because week to week, Dragons, are, they're desperate. It's like the death rattle or death throes of a club that's in big, big trouble. Um, so he could just be back to a reserve grade, you know, like in two weeks' time when you know, they're, they're trying different combinations. So, or a new coach. Yeah, I, yeah, or a new coach. Like, honestly, yeah, I wouldn't be touching Sullivan until Ben Hunt's moved on from the club and he's like the solid half because, I mean, by that time he'll still be cheap, right? And he looks the goods, right? I don't know if you watch the game. Like, he's a good player, so... Oh, he is. And, and the, how well he accelerated into oh, that gap. Geez. He has just, legs. Oh. Yeah, it, it's good. The only thing that worries me is, like, when he, Hunt's gone, like, they're not really going to have someone steering them around the park, but that's a future problem and not really fantasy relevant. <laughs> um, next guy I've got is Jack DeBellin. We mentioned him quite a bit already, 72. Um, he rewarded the faithful, seeing that he was named at prop. So a lot of us were pretty scared that they'd, you know, take him off at uh, what would it be, the 25 minutes, yeah. Yeah, but he actually shifted into lock by looks, and Jack Bird got taken off. Um, and then Bird came back on, and he was still there. So, he, yeah, he's just a tackle machine. He just goes straight for the legs. Um, so really, really effective technique. Um, he's still a good buy at break even at 23 um doesn't play origin probably never will 
Um, round 13, the Dragons don't Place. have Spidey. He, he, no, yeah. he's playing round 13. so Exactly. He, so he's pretty good. He, he's a decent exit for Cam Murray. It's probably the last week to get him in though, right, Ant? Yeah, like, this is, do you really yeah, want to be paying more than 700k for Jack DeBellin, 723? Nah. The only thing I'd say is like with Sullivan, the Dragons are chopping and changing, right? So a coach that's desperate, they could take Jack DeBellin off and put on another player. Like, his minutes might vary, but mm. yeah, sometimes he's got to ride a roller coaster. That's true. And look, he's been one of the best players on the field the last few weeks. So, like, as far as his tackling is going and his technique, everything else, like, since he's come back and he's been playing properly, like, in that role, 67, 52, 6, 76, and 72. Yeah. Long-minute games. So Hopefully they've identified the one good thing at the Dragons is that. So Well, he's fit. <laughs> Hopefully they leave that. Yeah, he's he's fit, right? So um, And he's running more metres too, which is helping his base. Like, he was... Uh, round eight versus the Roosters, he only ran for 91. and But the week after the Bulldogs and the Tigers, a bit more even games, he's run for 178, 142 metres collectively. So, uh, oh, sorry, uh, in those two games respectively. Nice. So, and who you, who you got, Stu? Look, Looks really, like really quick. Look, yeah, Cotter, mate. Love the score. 70, score to try. Only issues origin. He looks to be back. So if you own him, happy days. Uh, really, if you, if you buy him... Be aware that it's going to is a good chance of being Origin somewhere in the mix. It's really him, Corsborough or Gilbert for that kind of that last spot on the bench. So we'll wait to see what happens there. Reese Robson, a fifty-three decent score. We'll go big with attacking stats. He's still a buy. He's slowly dropping change after a couple of quiet games. So for seven hundred k, he's still a top three, uh, top three hooker. Won't play Origin. Uh, Drinkwater 44, so I've still got Drinkwater still a buy before it's too late, and he's got that great schedule. So I know I've been, everyone's probably sick of me about talking about the buy rounds, but he's just, as far as it goes, the fact that he he plays 13, he uh, he plays 13 and 14, misses round 15, but it's an only buy, then plays 16 and 17, and the only major buy that round that he misses is 19. So it's absolutely what we want. Uh, so drink water, I would get him in because then you can park him in the squad and you're not going to get much, uh, much cheaper. Heal him, Lukey. He's the last guy. So I got him in last week. A little bit disappointed with a 19. Disappointed with the return, but I think that he's just working his way back into the game. And Billy Smith was going a bit... That was the wing that Billy Smith was going ballistic on, right? Yeah, four missed tackles for him. Yeah, that hurts. Yeah, it does. Yeah, that really hurts. 25 tackles, four missed tackles, one error. Yeah. Yeah, it's so, just panel. It's just deductions, really, when you look at it. So. Yeah, so with that in mind, we reckon he'll improve this week. He played 54 minutes. The I expect him to play more this week as he works his way back to fitness from his hammy, so probably a bit more this week, probably closer to 65. Uh, I'm channeling Mitch here. And then next week, be back to full fitness. So still got time on Lukey. So I'd probably pick him up. Not this week, maybe next week. Mm. So with that in mind, uh, we also got to really talk Jackie Bird. He's still great. Go get him. He looks like he's in that, whether he plays in the middle or on the edge, he looks like he can pump out something close to mid-40s to low 60s. So that's pretty much it. So who have you got winning this one? Yep. I want to say Dragons, I really do. Let's say Cowboys by six. 
Another close game. That was six. Look, it's up north. I reckon this is Anthony Griffin farewell match, right? I don't reckon he's even got this game, so I'm calling this as the hurrah match. I reckon the Dragons are probably cooked here, so I reckon they'll lose by... Uh, they've been pretty tight recently. I'll say 12. That's definitely not tight, tight. Maybe he'll go work for Coca-Cola. Have you seen the amount of drink cans he's got during the game? <laughs> Mate, he just must be like a t- nervous tick thing. Yeah. All right, speaking of nervous ticks, we got Ricky Stewart's Raiders versus the Eels. So really quickly, it's really quick on this one. So for the Canberra Raiders, Albert Hopewaite is in, Xavier Savage is out. And for the Eels... Jake Arthur's in. Mitchell Moses is out with a concussion. So, speaking of Mitchell Yuck. Moses, yep, 29. He's a hold. The only other guy you want to go to is Sean Johnson. Like, unless you've got Nathan Cleary, in which case, why do you have Mitchell Moses, right? So, in, for my mind, hold Moses. You know he's out for a week. But his schedule uh, is actually pretty sweet. So, if we're looking at the next five for Moses after he misses this round. So, he's got the Rabbitohs, which is tough, and the Cowboys, and the bye. Then he's got the Bulldogs, Seagulls, and Dolphins. So, Jeez. yeah, so he, he should have a pretty sweet run, like, after that bye period. Um, Brown, 76. Now, guys, he did do well last week. He may do very well this week, but he's very dependent on those attacking stats. He was pretty much trying to carry the team by himself at the end of that game. So at 700k, that does hurt to put that much on a number six who doesn't kick as much as he could. So for me, like, you know, unless you're Cam Munster, it's very hard to buy a six for a post at 700k mark. Uh, Hopgood, 56, still a low-key buy now that we know how he and Maddo will combine with uh, Regan Campbell-Gillard out. So for me, I would say that Hopgood is still a buy. He's still got that funky offload. Maddo, huge 67 in his 52 minutes. He looked really good running that ball. He ran for more meters than Payne Haas last week. He ran yeah, for I was going to say, his post-contact meters were awesome. It was. He was really running hard. 252 meters last week. 251. Oh. Four tackle breaks. Now, I, you can't expect this to go there forever. So, you expect to go back to a 50s average like around where he was last year. But still, it's like it's we like what we see from Maddo with this one, right, Ed? Yeah, I like what I see. Just hoping... Fitler doesn't like what he sees too. <laughs> <laughs> do you own him? I do. I re- I just like because Blues have quite a bit of um, a dilemma with their their picks for like uh, props, etc., and bench. So like Matto would be a good fit. It's just whether Fitler likes him. You know, I think they draw. He played last year in the first game and dropped. Like yeah, well they yeah. lost, so it's it's off in the way. But look, Matto. I reckon he's, he's a guy who, yeah, you do have to worry about that, but he's still I, he's still a decent buy. Pricey, though, unfortunately. Oh, at yeah. Seven, yeah. Uh, 790K. Uh, he's got a 56 break even this week, so either way, if you don't hop on, you've still got a little bit of time. If you do want to wait, he's a still a round 13 buy. Uh, Sean Lane is a guy I'm interested in. So 32. Isn't getting the quality ball yet. We wanted, but uh, we'll keep on dropping very nicely. So just chuck a star on Sean Lane because we know that Sean Lane can be a 750k player if you can pick him up for 600. That's that's pretty nice. He's, he's now down to 640, I believe. Oh, yeah. So yeah, 640k with a uh, 59 break even this week. So 
If Sean continues to drop some chains, he is a great player to have in your squad because uh, I don't think he's going to play Origin just with the way he's been playing. I reckon, as dumb as it sounds, I know I spoke to Mitch about this the other day for Xavier uh, Savage, but it'll apply to Sean Lane too. Broken jaw means he'd lose a fair bit of weight. So, oh, yeah, that's a good point. So, like, if he's lost, like, some of these guys can lose 5, 10 kilo over that time because it's all liquid. So with that in mind, it could be a while until he is fully feeling like 100% match fit. Could could be a few more weeks. Yeah, I mean, we it's not the worst for us, right? Like, cash price drop, cheaper, and we know his quality. So like you said, just wait. You just hop off one onto the other. Like, if, if you could ride a Preston into a return to form, Sean Lane, playing outside of a return oh. to form, Nathan Brown. Uh, sorry, uh, Dylan Brown. Yeah, be good. Yeah, that's nuts. Yeah, especially if you could make possibly hundred grand off it. Anyway, uh, turning around, last one, Andrew Davy. I want to see one more week. Interesting option, decent base, not much competition because like they literally bought him one week. They played him reserve grade like the day after they bought him, and then they bought him and played him in the main side. So for Andrew Davy, uh, you probably wow. want to see at least one more week, wouldn't you? Yeah, definitely. Always two day rule. That's it. So. You got a 48, uh, 66 minutes, which is nice to see. 28 tackles, only one missed tackle. So we just we just got to wait to see if this is a more permanent thing or whether they're just, he might get pushed out once, they might push Matter back out to an edge. All right. Now, Ant, a guy we also got to talk about. So Xavier Savage. Now, I'm sure hopefully people didn't pick him up last week, right? Now that he's been oh, benched. Oh, God. Yeah. Not even benched, <laughs> dropped. Yeah, so he got a nineteen. I didn't. I, I watched this game. I didn't see him out. He was on, on the wing. Jeez, oh, no wonder I just didn't pay attention. Um, yeah, he only got nineteen. Played the full game, um, and then, like you said, he's dropped. So I wouldn't be touching him for a while until a he's in back and fullback, and then b maybe two or three games after that to see where he really is at. Um, he had the broken jaw, right? Was that. Yeah, so I, I'm okay. thinking he's lost that bit of weight and uh, confidence yeah. too. Yeah, I think it's going to be more of a confidence thing. Um, and Ricky's usually pretty, uh, I wouldn't say brutal, but he'd, he'd protect someone like Savage um, mm. and make sure he's more comfortable. So, um, yeah, if he's playing reserves and he'll be playing there for a little bit longer. I guess I wouldn't say he's a write-off for this year, but yeah, wait, you're going to have to wait for a while if you want to yeah. bring him in. They might be good middle of one of those guys. You know how yeah. you sometimes need someone middle of the year just to come in and top up your side, you know, cash down from this guy because he's injured, make a bit of cash yeah. over there. Yeah. I'm hard to say because you've got Sebastian Chris. Like, he's doing pretty good at fullback, like, considering. So he's a pretty beefy dude. It's hard to see if they'll move it if it's working. Mm. Um, but it depends on the position um, where Raiders sit on the ladder and how desperate they get, right? So... Yeah, I guess the way and see prospect of Savage. That's it. Um, and Joe Tarpanay, I know we mentioned him earlier. Yeah, so I got rid of him, um, but I probably look getting him back in at some point. Um, like we said, he got a low score, of, a low fifty score, which is really good. Um, I figure if Papali plays Origin, and I imagine he will, right? Queensland tend to stick <laughs> with what works. His minutes will probably increase because he's like uh, one of their leading forwards. Um, plays round 13, I believe, so good hold if you've got him. 
um, for those who don't have DeBellin. If you're looking for someone to get in your team, um, I reckon just bring him in. Yep. No, it's it's definitely Joey's, Joey's someone who I'd say has almost moved to buy category simply due to the fact he's down that almost 100 grand. Seems to turn that break even around. He's got a highest run this week. But also just the schedule's great. Doesn't play for Australia, so, you know, he's safe. Yeah, I want to see him get back in that offload game because last year he was um, he's really hard to put on the ground. He's just so so tall and, like, guess, I, I don't know how heavy he is. He looks massive, but, like, that was the best part of his game. He could stand in tackles and just throw the ball back, and that's where all he's open. Yeah. Well, look, um, I, I think I think Sides so are definitely trying to wrap him up more this year as far as it goes. So I think he's been told, hey, they've put some of it away just so you don't yeah. turn over the ball. And I guess while they're... But look, with an increase in minutes on the horizon, low-key buy. Uh, yeah. Can't wait a week. Look, Corey Horsburgh... talk about Big Red? Yes, Big Red. Okay, t- take us away. So did you bring him in? No, I didn't. Um, it was either that or DeBellin, right? Like, I think it was two weeks ago. So pick DeBellin. Um, Horsburgh's still a good alternative. Um, I reckon he's really pushing for an origin spot. I know there's mm. been a bit of talk in the media about it. Um... I reckon it'd be a good fit for Queensland. Um, it's just whether where you he's got the other competition, you know, pips pips him to the post. Um, yeah, I, I definitely consider getting him in if if you need a good middle. Uh, but there's always that risk, right, of Origin. So when Origin teams get picked, it's like uh, it end of round twelve, mate. So moving okay. to round thirteen. So uh, and then I'll play sort of just. In, in the beginning of round 14 almost. So for rising. Yeah. Oh, sorry, sorry, just before round 13 gets underway. But, awesome. Here you go, Oh, no, I was just going to say it's... Uh, oh, sorry, just uh, before round 14 gets underway. Sorry, between round 13 and round 14. So, yeah, look, big red. He's certainly... He's going to be fighting with Gilbert and uh, Cotter for that spot. So it's funny. Him and Cotter are both absolute buyers if they're not playing Origin. But I, I don't know who pick? to pick. Oh, I think he picked Cotter. You could you could even drop um, Lindsay Collins. You might not want to, but because you got Tino, you got Josh Papali, right? Yeah. And look, you probably got Lindsay Collins there, but you could you could also play Corey Horsburgh, right? And you could play uh, Gilbert or Cotter in there as well. Yeah, I guess you go back to tenure, right? Like Cotter's played Origin, so you probably stick with someone who's played that format, right? Oh. Oh, but if you remember last year, like, because the Cowboys have not been playing well, right? They went last year, Billy, uh, Billy Slater, he went with guys who were in form. That's why he picked so many Cowboys last year. So, yeah. anyway, I, look, we'll, we'll wait and see. So, still a buy, just be aware. And also, look, Matty Tomoko, 64 with a try. Oof. He is, did you see him? He's looking really electric. He looks quick. Yeah, and like running really hard, he seems to have whatever that switch is on. You know how some players they turn on that switch in their head. Yeah, what, yeah, whatever. Um, you know, so he he really seems to turn that around. So I'm I'm very impressed by him at the moment. I would say uh, he is also a low key buy, especially due to schedule. Only issues pricing there, but if you are priced out of options like Bird or uh, Manu. Right, and obviously with limit Elliot out, you could go to Moko because he issues six hundred twenty-five k. I'm not sure you really want to jump on that train, do you? No, 
I don't really consider Tomoka, so yeah, it's a, I wouldn't jump on it. It's a lot of cash. That's the only side yeah. there. All right, just real quick on this one. I have, uh, with no Moses in there, I've got the Raiders winning this one by six. How about yourself? Raiders by ten. Awesome. At home. Okay, let's go to the Knights real quick. So uh, for the Knights, uh, Kurt Mann's out. Phoenix Crosland's at hooker. Adam Elliott returns from a groin injury for his first game since round one. So, for, yeah, that's it. Big turnaround for him. Obviously, didn't go to Bali. What's happening for the Titans, Ant? Alrighty. Cruz Leeming comes onto the bench for Keanu Keeney, who goes to 18th man. Jaden Campbell back to fullback with Brimson still out with a hamstring injury. And Toby Sexton is nearing return from a wrist injury, but will struggle to break the Tanner Boyd Kieran Fawn Halves combo. I don't think they should touch that, by the no. way. Like, it's working. That's it. Oh, look, well, we're probably going to talk about I didn't really have him down here, but we've got to talk about Tanner Boyd. Do you still have him? Yep. Slow Man. burn. It is. It's slow burn, but he's up 299k this week. Oh, so for this season. Huge. And a 66. So he's got, he's got to be one of the better caches this year because I was looking at him before. First four scores before his advice. He had the round five virus. He had a 37, a 25. A 42 and a 52, right? And so you might be thinking, oh, look, get out of Dodge round five with a buy. And then since he came back, it's like 40, 47. But his last three, 74, 56, and 66. So the average is picking up. The points are picking up. The main advantage that he's got over sort of the last few weeks has been a reduction in missed tackles, and Yeah. Uh, reduction in the error rate as well. So, so basically a reduction in negatives, but also... Guess how many meters he's kicking for, bro? 829. <laughs> That's it. So absolutely belting it down the field, drinking all of that milkshake for a 27 base points. So one, 17 running meters, but 829 kick meters and 23 tackles. So that is 50 points in base. You, oh, you, I hope he keeps that up. <laughs> That's it. Well, a couple of weeks ago, he did 600 kick meters, 21 tackles. So, and a couple of offloads, like, to just pump that score up a little bit. So, yeah, look, I, I think it's certainly something where I'm going to ride him for as long as we can, hold him all the way through. He's got a great buy schedule uh, at hooker to combine in. So, I yeah, for me, can avoid some of who I'm going to park on. Otherwise, With Jim, a break even at 25, jeez, you just got to hang in there. I'm seeing some people even buying this week. I'm not sure about a buy, oh, but he's certainly a bit too late now, I think. That's it. Like, unless you think that he's going to pump out 60s every week. And look, if he is, I guess he is a buy. Uh, I don't think he is. I, he'll come back at some point and you'll hop off very nicely to another half. Other guy I've got to talk about, Jaden Campbell. He's only got probably two playable rounds, round 11, round uh, or 11 to, and 12, before they get the round 13 buy. So Campbell cannot be a buy. But we've got to talk ants. Uh about some of these nights, Ponga. I'm glad you brought him up first. All right, Ponga got a nine. If we all remember back two two weeks ago, he had a shocker against the Eels. He missed a lot of tackles. Um, eight, looks like eight missed tackles <laughs> and two errors. Um, so we're kind of, I mean, you could go to the casino on this one. We're hoping he drops way more cash. And imagine a 350k Ponga sitting on your emergency, like, 
it's going to turn around eventually. Um, and if you if you catch the falling knife, you're going to be laughing. If they keep persisting with him at six, he, he'll get there eventually. Um, but yeah, what do you think, Stu? Do you reckon you'd bring him in if he dropped to 350? Or if he around you, there? you want to see one game to turn around, two games might be too late to make your money off him. But yeah. one game and not playing Origin. So really, you do want to so probably wait two games, I would. Uh, and look, if he's not picked around 13, yes, he's a 100% buy for me. So especially at the price point, just because 18th man, you can loop him. He's got the jewel. He can cover. Uh, you just want to see just that turnaround from him, right? Because we saw flashes of it a couple of weeks ago for Caden Ponga. Like, like, you know, he really did put that step on. It's just that he just looks poor against the Eels. But the Eels, they're flat-track bullies, aren't they? Yep, and Moses was playing down that side where he was defending all the time. Just ran around him. It was hard to watch. It really was. So it's a couple of poor defensives. But the week before against the Cowboys, he got a 41, right? So yeah. playing 60 off the bench. That That's what we want to see from Ponga. A couple of games of those, and we can really talk about him. Uh, we also got to talk about Phoenix Crosland. Is he a sell this week? Name the hooker. I know we were quite keen on getting him in our in in our fantasy teams because um at hooker lots of tackles to be made but um Kurtman's not there this week as well without a bleak injury. Yeah that that's definitely a bonus but Crossland obviously not playing in that role naturally so he will tire and they'll obviously you know replace him with somebody else during the game. Um he got a twenty two and fifty minutes, uh seven missed tackles which is uh quite a lot but he they made thirty two tackles. Yeah they were he made 32 tackles overall, so it's it's okay base stats. He's just lacking those attacking stats at hooker, so like your line break assists or even just like a try from dummy half. So it's not really something we'd probably see. He's, he's not, a, would say, like a natural hooker, so you're not going to see those crazy attacking stats. Um, look, if you need someone to trade this week, he's worth about 400k. You could... Uh, but yeah, maybe just one of those really, really slow burn. The time comes to hop off, you'll have you know maybe five and that's still pretty good. Yeah, um, so it, either way, you can keep him or sell him. If, it depends what your situation is this week. Yeah, um, got it. But how about Lockie Miller? A lot of people been trying to do things with Lockie Miller. What's happening? Yeah, I, I just hang on to him. He's quality footy player. Like lots of tackle breaks, plays hard. Um, Lots of tries, lots of try assists. Um, he's had a couple of interesting weeks where he's been like making some pretty silly mistakes like drop balls or just not being in the right place at the right time in defense. So, um, like we said, in a season with tough to find uh, good fullbacks, I reckon just hang on to him because we know he can punch out really big scores when the Knights are switched on. So, yeah, I'd just hold, hang on to him for now. Easy. What do you reckon? Oh, look, mate, Lockie Miller's an absolute hold for me. We've seen with him this year that he he just has those levels to go through. Uh, he's got that Jack Bird palm off, which we absolutely love to see from a fantasy standpoint, and he just doesn't give up on place. So, I mean, he's averaging 48. He's had a couple of quiet games. His teams have tried to shut him down a little bit more, but he can punch out, like we saw there, three-game streak, 63, 72, 71, right? Now... He's had a couple of tough games, right, where their team's been pumped. He's still pushing out some decent scores. So for me, he's a hold. Like the next couple, I'm just having a look here. He's got the Titans. Next three, Titans. He's got the Sharks, which is not great, but they're away from home. 
And then the Seagulls, who was one of those teams we put on 70 against earlier. So before Okay, so it's not too bad. It's not too bad. No, two good games versus one bad. So yeah. the Sharkies, well, it depends if the Sharkies are last week. Oh, oh if they don't turn up, wait, yes, you just never know what you're going to get. Guess me now. <laughs> That's it. And look, guys, uh, we got Fafita and Tino, both with 71. The issue with these guys, unfortunately, is that they're going to play Origin, almost certainly. Fafita I've got for that third Origin spot. So, you reckon? Well, yeah, because yeah, if you have a look at it, you've got two edges, right? One of which is like yep. the sort of uh, Kafusi and Kate Ball, for instance. Nanai's ineligible. So oh, you've yeah. got to have someone off the bench who can play a little bit of middle, a little bit of edge. Fafita fits that build to a T, doesn't he? Yeah, he does. I don't think they were going to really pick Nano based on his form anyway. It's been pretty flat. This yeah, but like if you had that bench, right? So you've got Tino obviously at prop, right? But uh, coming off the bench, so if you've got um, Fafita, one of those like Gilbert, Horsburgh, whatever's, uh, and or uh, Cotter, and then you've got Lindsay Collins, which means so you've got a small prop, you've got a large prop, you've got a guy who can play a bit of both in Fafita, and then you're carrying uh, Harry Grant to replace Ben Hunt. Man, that's a scary pack. It is. That's it. Fafita's playing very well this year. If you got him, you absolutely love him, but do not get him. Uh, he's a guy we want in our sides by the end of the year if he continues to play. He's playing with though, Ant, right? Oh, yeah, you have to. Yeah, got to find a way. All right, with that in mind, I've got the Titans winning this one uh, by 16. I think they're just a bit high. I think the Knights uh, will take a little while to come back. They're just... The team has been mucked around with a bit too much, unfortunately, for the last few weeks. What about you? I'm going to say Knights by four. Bali <laughs> refresh. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> well, look, no one's been arrested, so that's an improvement on most NRL trips to Bali. I'm not going to pay anyone off like unlike certain other NRL forwards. Uh, all right, let's get to the next one. Uh, so with the Seagulls. So Seagulls, Josh Hughes has been named in the reserves. Brad Parker and Tolakula are... Uh, they both made it through last week, so they're playing. Uh, and Delphine Kane for the Sharkies has been named to start, but again with McInnes might switch, switch closer to game time. I'll kick us off real quickly. Hamoli Olukuatsu, 60, looking possibly lucky for origin duty. So 60 is great. And in a team that got pumped, very good. But for me, he's an avoid simply due to the fact that we just don't know this makeup. But uh, he certainly could be playing. Uh, and the other one's Turbo. Look, if you've got Turbo, what the hell are you doing? Uh, stop what you're doing. Go get rid of Turbo. Uh, obviously, you haven't been listening to us, so just stop. Go do whatever you want with your life, really. Uh, because we've told you for a while now Turbo wasn't a buy, and then we told you that if you did buy him, he was definitely a sell. Were you ever on the Turbo train, Ant? No. I'm not sure what it is. Do you reckon he looks busted or out of form, or just a bit of both? I think the issue is that he's he's still a little bit busted, so he's got some issues there. But also yeah. the lack of general fitness, because with those hammy things, you're not doing those like long runs and that high cardio stuff to really keep you in that sort of form. Yeah. Because he he works really good by being the absolute high speed, high energy guy, right? Not like bouncing around, but just by being 105 kilos, running at speed through a hole. And he's just not running as fast because he's not as fit, and he's just not. He's lost a bit of speed because he's his off season got ruined. Yeah, so, fair enough. Look, I'm hoping that eventually we see peak 2021 turbo again, but we haven't seen it, right? 
yeah, I don't think we'll be seeing it this year. Maybe next year when he gets a proper off-season. That's it. And we've got to talk about Nico, 37 this week. Look, oh. the man's mortal. That's all. Uh, the squad got pumped. Nico got shut down. And if Nico shut down, he was passing the ball a little bit earlier, but also the teams was the Dolphins showed you how you play Nico, which is you man up on him. You don't let him... Uh, you move the line up enough so that he can't try and run around the outside of your edges. So Does that I, concern you as a Nico holder, knowing Cleary sometimes can get out of those situations? Like, if you were uh, to pick Nico to, to, Cleary... To a point, but you also know, know that Nico's got that ceiling as well, right? Like, yeah. So the answer is, is that you picked one, you picked the other. He's still looking like a pretty certain for origin for some sort of position. So, look, just hold him, captain him. I think he'll do pretty well this week up against the Seagulls who look pretty tepid. Yeah, he'll bounce back. Nothing that's, to be worried about. That's it. Speaking about this, Teague Wilton, 71, oh. monstered it. Yeah, he's a bit of a sneaky one, isn't he? He just kind of flew under the radar. I think you guys may have brought him up once or twice, but um, 42 tackles, 7 tackle breaks. Wow. Um, even though they still got towed up by the Dolphins, um, he's still got a break even of 30, so he's pretty good value. And his previous scores have been all in the high 60s or low 50s, so there hasn't yeah. really been any negatives around Teague Wilson. Do you own him, Stu? I don't. I really wish I did. I bought every other edge, no joke, like every other edge to make cash at the beginning <laughs> of the season, right? So yeah. apart from him, because I just couldn't, like I, I was carrying, I think, six or seven edges to begin the season. And so I took him out. I'm regretting it because unlike Katoa, He's really kicked on, and he's the fact is, is that so many players run at Matty Moylan, and he protects him, so he makes a ton of tackles. And Matty Moylan is okay in attack, so he gets an occasional good ball, which allows T. Gilton to score. Or when Hines shifts across to the other side again, T. Gilton runs great lines. As I said a couple of weeks back, look, sides are looking at him, Raiders looking at him, Panthers looking to buy him. Would you bring him into your team? <laughs> yes. I reckon, I reckon he's, he's one of those guys who's safe. He's not going to play Origin. His schedule is good. He's already had a buy. The only thing is the round 13 buy. But with that in mind, knowing that, uh, I reckon he's going to be one of those top five safe guys this year because unlike some of these Tigers guys, like you think Isaiah probably will probably do better, but he's on a bad team. The Sharks are a good team, and he, he does well even if he doesn't score a try. And when he does, he goes big. So, yeah, for me, he's a buy. Awesome. All right, and then we've got McInnes. He got a huge score, um, 67, 59 tackles in 53 minutes. As they were getting pumped the down hell? the middle. Oh, the Dolphins, they run it down the middle. We, we said they it a do. couple of weeks, mate. They just they all run it down the middle. And said, so McInnes, what does he do well, mate? Tackle. <laughs> Slowly getting... Knows, man. Mate. I know, he's going to look like one of those trolls from Lord of the Rings by the end of his NRL career, dude. He's already like halfway there. He's just yeah, battered. he's got the hillbilly tooth and everything so far, so he's halfway there. Mate. So, look, he's been named on the bench this week, mate. Do you reckon we could bring him in or, or should he be in a void? I reckon he's probably in a void. Like you said, it's really play style um, that the Dolphins played against. Um, playing off the bench, yeah, I just wouldn't touch it. Yep, no, same here. Look, if you held him for the extra week, even though he's if uh, Fanukem was back last week, enjoy it. You can probably ride him one more week, but after that is into the sunset, at least by round 13. Uh, and with that in mind, that's the last game. Who we got winning this one? I've got the Sharks by some, uh, some full points, uh, probably by 14. 
Yeah, I'd say Sharks by 10. Excellent. Okay. Uh, with that in mind, uh, that's the last of the games for the week. we just got to quickly talk about now. I've just quickly written down here that, look, Hammer, I've got him as a hold. Simply due to the fact that unless you're buying drink water, there's really not that many players in this price bracket that you want to buy, right, Ian? Yeah, uh, there's not really many players. You're right. You could trade up to Manu, but obviously you could have done that a few weeks ago as well. Too late now. Well, you could still do it. You just got to have a hundred grand, hundred and twenty. That's a lot to be burning if you've got. Yeah. It's, yeah, but oh, look, I'd still do it to buy Joey Manu. But I get your point. Uh, look, other guys, Colin Lemmer early. He's got to be a hold, right? Yeah. Got a heave him. He had a 90. He's just good. He's an edge player, and you can shove him in the centers and leave him. That's it. He got a 60 this week as well. So, oh, like, after oh. a few slowish weeks, so 48, but then he got 36, 35, 34. So, a lot of people hopped off. They're thinking, oh, geez, look, what am I doing? That was nearly me. <laughs> no, that was Mitch. So, sucked in, Mitch, if you're listening on your run, sucked in. That's why not here this week, so I can say that. Uh, missed 150 points of sweetness. <laughs> yes, they've got a 48 versus the Titans, but then, yes, the 93 and the 60. So, a huge jump in price as well. So, uh, leave him alone this week. Do not touch. Do not sell him, no matter what you do. Uh, I had it in mind that, like, between him, Bird, and Marnie, you kind of got this triumvirate, like this holy trinity of center players this year who can just oh. shuffle around to cover all your other positions so i've got all three and i'm so happy it's nice because there was a bit of a period where we were struggling to find some good centers this year especially once and once all the cheapies they they crapped the bed so like uh harley smith shields got benched alamotti he's just not getting the good ball now that everyone playing outside him is a nugget right (laughs) like just oh no it is well look if you're playing with kikau and josh had a car out there Guess what? Alamotti's going to do well because everyone's not marking him, right? You're yeah, marking exactly. him. They've got to stand wider to mark Josh Adekar because you know that if you give him the extra meter of outside space, he'll run around them. So yeah, he now he's playing with you know the ghost of Braden Burns. It's it's very different. The other guy is yeah. Lemmy Elliu. So uh, Isaiah Katoa, he got a forty six last week. Scored his first try. I'm pretty sure. Oh, nice. That's it. So. I reckon he's a hold. He plays half round 13, so he'll come in pretty handy there. He's one of my projected halves, and he'll continue to make some cash, right? Yep, just keep him. That's it. Build up that treasury. That's it. So Valence Tawari, I will say do not buy because he's got a buy round this week. He may be dropped. Branko Lee could be back. Ewan Aitken could be back. You don't know. Look, yeah. he'll, he'll probably play the week, but you don't know. He's, he's still conditioning let's go with that right yeah it's a feel-good story that's all it was let's just say that yeah so look uh nikitoa his break even just looking here just to go back to him 15 so oh my god yeah so so leave him alone he, he's already made you 200 grand he's probably going to make you another 100 i want to say yeah look, oh look if what's his name can get there from the south who's the who's the half at south uh Shelius. yeah if Elias can make it to 5.40, surely Katoa can. Oh, yeah. Katoa can do it. So, with that in mind, uh, the other guy is uh, Cody Nikarima. Now, we obviously saw that uh, Milford came back, played a bit of half as well, once the uh, 
you and Aitken went off the field, right, and Nikarima moved to centre, are you concerned about Nikarima's position then? Um, not really. Like, Aitken will come back, and Nikarima, most people would have him in emergency anyway, so it's not like it's too bad if you've got him. So I wouldn't panic. Yeah. Um, Unless you have a really good option this week, I'd say hold him. Yeah, exactly. Unless you think you can cash down to, say, someone under that price is right now, which there's not many. Just no. hang on to them. You're going to need... Yeah, just hang on to the... Tra- and yeah. you'll need... You're going to need the trades anyway, so don't blow it on Nicarima. That's it. We really need some cashes to come through shortly. Yep. All right. Let's... Okay, so uh, captain this week, I've got uh, Nathan Cleary as captain against the Roosters. Reckon I'll give it a good one then. I've got... Uh, Vice Captain's Harsley, got Spicy Captain's Jerry Manu, who might try and pull some tricks out of the bag to defeat the Panthers. What about you, Ian? <coughs> Similar to you, Cleary is Captain, Haas is Vice, and then DeBell and Spicy, oh. just simply because of... Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> I mate, he's got like, two seventies in a row. That's right. It's like, you know, even if you get to 60, 120, that's still respectable. Like, it's it's okay, so... It is. You never know. He, or he could score or get lots of offloads. You just never know, right? So, Yeah, look, he's he certainly got a very good base. He's, he's accumulating, and he's back to that fantasy-relevant middle, which we really wanted this year, so he's good option. All right, uh, cool. We'll skip trades, but we'll get to these questions from the people, and I'll just pull up a couple more. So I'm going to push this one to you. Is the hammer a keeper, Ant, or is there someone Ooh. better out there? Keeper for the season? Oh, well, I'm, uh, I'm going to guess, do you sell him this week or do you hold him for at least till round 13? Yeah, if you're selling him. Who, okay, so, so you don't think there's anyone out there we should be buying this week? Not yet. In terms of wing fullbacks, not yet. No. But in terms of overall season, you'd probably be looking to get Dylan Edwards and Tedesco and Chit. You could probably hang on to so that probably. And and you could even keep Hammer and put him as a cover for your fullbacks and centers. And, you know, it'd still be a great cover, right? So... Yeah, there's plenty of options, um, but for now, I just the Dolphins are a solid team. Nice. Uh, yep, I, I like it too. The answer is, is that the only guy I'd probably go out and buy instead of him would be like a guy like Joey Manu uh, just before he does slip away into that 700K territory because he's just popping out those 50s, and if he gets a try, he'll push those into 70s. Uh, I'm just having a look here. Uh, the next one on the chopping block, so Seth Prescott said, Chopping block is Ponga Walsh and Pangai Jr. Chopping lists, Manu, Bird, and Wilton. What are you thinking? Jeez, oh, you have Ponga. Um, <laughs> yeah, I could agree with the Ponga and Pangai Jr. Not sure about Walsh. Like, I reckon you just hang on to him, right? Like, he's he's one of those fullbacks. Like, Broncos are going well. They're scoring a lot of points. He's just going to ride off the back of that. So, I'd hang on to Walsh. Um, we did say get Manu at all costs. Jack Bird, you're going to have to have him. And Wilton, yeah, you don't have to have Wilton just yet. Manu and Bird, definitely. Um, maybe Kate Walsh if you can afford to, but it sounds like those three guys you have to trade in. By the sounds, you've already done. What do you reckon? Yeah, look, I, I definitely say that, uh, look, Pangai, you knew you were going to casino, but look, if those three, if those three can turn into the other three, I agree with it, right? If you can yep. turn Ponga, Walsh, and Pengai Jr. into Manu, Bird, and Wilton, surely you do it, right? Yeah, when you think about the combined points that they get versus Ponga, Walsh, and Jr. Yeah. <laughs> if nothing geez. else, the, the stress level in your life, you know, I know that Bird and Manu, they're stressful, but at least you know that they're quality. Like, Ponga, you don't know, man. 
It's an unknown week to week. Man, yeah, if nothing else, your heart, you won't need to take as much heart medication, Seth, pull the trigger. Uh, If you had to pick between them, I'd probably pick uh, Bird's the safest out of the three. I'd probably pick Joe Money first, though, uh, just for upside. And Wilton uh, is in the middle there somewhere. They're all quality trades, man. They are, but yeah, I just you need a lot of cash to do that. Like this, unless a, you've got a one lot point, to put away. It's a two point like, one million dollar trade, and he's selling six hundred, a million, one point five million. So you got to have six hundred k in the bank to pull that trade. Nah, yeah. Well, if you've got six hundred k lying around, you do it. Yeah, that's be it. the best buy. Do it. Okay, uh, Brenton Vickery is asking. Uh, Murray to Horsburgh and Talau to RFM. Yeah, I don't mind the first one. Yeah, And Talau, yep, get off Talau to RFM. The 35 Ooh. last week, I didn't love that. We talked to him last week. We want to see this week what he got. He was back to low PPM in the middle. So Just checking his price, sorry. 437 to Talau. 220 base. 220. So he's, he's using the cash. He's cashing premium. down. He's cashing down from uh to Horsburgh, right, and cashing up to uh cashing up RFM. to RFM. Yeah, it depends what you really need. Um if you need like uh someone like um RFM who's an edge. If you need an edge No, I don't think he needs an yeah. edge. I think, I think he's just trying to find You just need another player. Probably get Buller, right? Like then you're not spending Oh I am assuming money. that everyone's got Buller at this point. I, I'm guessing okay. by, by by the sense of that so let, yeah. Let's just have a look. I'm just trying to see if there's anyone else around that price point who you'd consider above RFM, right? Uh, that's it. it. This is where we. It's it really gets ugly, right? So like we're talking about like Tavita Totola. I'd probably pick him over if nothing else. Uh, Mariner just at this point simply due the due to the price differential, like as far as yeah. like what their maximums were. Could do Billy Smith. Yeah, you could re- you could really go to the casino and pick up Billy Smith. It's you'd only be spending like another hundred and forty, so you'd pocket a hundred or eighty k. Yeah, you, you, you would over RFM. Yeah, I'd rather take a punt on Billy Smith than hopefully the RFM suddenly turns it around, Brent. But mate, up to you. Uh, yeah, it's RFM, not an easy one. RFM, you wait for uh, him to return to an edge. As soon as he returns to an edge, he's a buy. Yeah. All right. Uh, we've already talked to say so Ross Richie's asked a question. How about has Cody's job security changed since last week? The answer is not sure. Probably just hold on to him. Uh, Matt, having a look through here, just through the other people who've asked questions. Thoughts on JoJo for feed of 40 plus since moving to center. So I'd say on the Titans, they've they've been pushing. He's been looking decent. I'm just having a look at his price point now. It's, it's really price dependent, isn't it, Ant? Break even, 18. 483. Yeah. 483. It's it's a tough call, right? Pretty expensive. Yeah, for a center, I would say go and cash up to like a fully fledged center because otherwise you're going to get left behind, man. Yeah, uh, you only have to pay a bit more to get. Uh, no, but it's like supposed to say yeah, 200k. Yeah. You got, but Try I work your way up. I work yeah. my way up, or I go pick up one of these cheaper wing fullbacks, like go pick up drink water. Or chance, and then go yeah. and push a guy up into your centers. I think drink water is it? Oh, is only fifty k extra? Yeah, yeah. Yep. I go do that. Uh, looking through the rest of these questions. Uh, 
forward to Horsburgh, a no-brainer one-trade move. Oh, if you can do that, yeah, definitely. Yeah, that's it. It's I did mention to him in the thing, same with the only other guy is Tohu, but obviously he's got to buy. Uh, so the other thing he says he's worried about is Queenslander. Billy keeps on talking about Horsburgh. So yes, that is the issue, mate. It's a risk. So I would say that, look, it's either, you either take Tohu and you take a guaranteed round 12 because he's not playing, right? And possibly round 13, you know, if he cops an injury. Or you take Horsburgh, who's got a guaranteed round 14 miss, right? Because he's got the bye. And he could play Origin, so he might miss in 13. Mm. So it's really, it's, it's risk either way, right? Yeah, it really is. So I, I'd say I like Tohu, so I'd pick him. But go for Horsburgh, I don't care. Like, it, it's still a good choice. Yep, agreed. Uh, any last questions looking through here? Miller, a trade out. What are you thinking, Ant? Oof. No. Hang on to him. Yeah, if you held him last week when he was on the bye, why Why are we talking about yeah. him this week? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Just hang on to him. Put down the pipe, Brian McGee. Uh, <laughs> all right, I think that's the end of the questions. Ant, you've brained it tonight, Mr. Super Sub. Thank you very much. Any final statements? Uh, left it out all out on the field. There's no much. Whoever says that, Mitch, yeah, I'll take that one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, thanks for that. Hey. Yeah, sorry, I had to pull out the soundboard. It really should have been this one for that one. <laughs> yeah, no, thank you very much. Uh, thank you, everyone at home, for your questions. Thank you for everyone who listens each week. Uh, look, we've hit uh, at or near a 1,000 listeners for a few weeks in a row now. So, guys... Thank you so much. Like I don't have enough friends and family like to make up those numbers. So thank you for all of you out there who listen, who subscribe. We really appreciate this. We don't advertise. Yeah, that's it. You do get the golf clap from us. You know, we don't do it for the money. We do it because we enjoy it. But also the fact that people are actually interested. So thank you. Make sure uh, put any comments, put any questions, hit us up in the DMs. So thank you, everyone. Thanks in again. Uh, good luck to Nick and Mitch and we hopefully you guys get to listen to us or we get to see you I guess interacting with us this week this is the Boomer Bust podcast week 11 signing out Thanks for listening to the Boomer Bust podcast make sure to subscribe and check out our Facebook page for more info